Omnicare Clinical Nursing podcast series. Today's topic is on infection control, specifically the medication pass. We're excited to provide these podcasts to answer some of the many questions we get from our facility nurses and staff across the United States. My name is Nina Guerra, and I will be your host today. Also joining us are Sue Avard and Gordon Kirkendall. We're all clinical nurses with Omnicare, a CVS health company. The clinical nursing team at Omnicare is comprised of mostly former acute directors of nursing, regional nurses, and infusion nurse specialists. We will be your subject matter experts for today's discussion. As we begin recovery efforts post-COVID-19, the discussion around infection control practices during the medication pass has become the focus of many. During 2019, in a sample of 1,467 quality assurance visits completed by Omnicare clinical nurses, 82% or 1,210 had potential F880 infection control deficiencies observed. COVID-19 brought infection control measures to a whole new level. Our focus now is to look at lessons learned from COVID-19 by improving infection control efforts protecting the vulnerable residents in our long-term care facilities while still providing the care they require. Let's jump right in. Sue, do you have any recommendations for our audience on how to minimize the potential for exposure during a medication pass? Nina, this is a subject that comes up often with resident isolation. The main way to decrease exposure is cluster nursing. So it's doing as much at one time as possible. While the resident absolutely has a right to decide their care, specifically when they will take their medications, a plan needs to be developed with the resident or their representative that will minimize exposure. Uh, that's a great start. What are some of these recommended practices? Well, this can be achieved by reviewing all of their medications for the entire day. Are there any medications that can be changed to a different time? So we look at, can these medications be administered all at once? Keep in mind, you will still need to follow manufacturer's recommendations for specific medications, such as before meals, after meals, or at bedtime. In addition, you will need to avoid combining medications that are contraindicated. Once the interdisciplinary team determines there may be an opportunity to group medications together, that's when you wanna get your consultant pharmacist involved to review the plan. You wanna be certain it is safe for the resident. And of course, the plan needs to be discussed with the resident and or the resident's representative. We have all had the experience that we prepared the medication put on our personal protective equipment and entered the room to find that we forgot a stethoscope or that the resident needs a pain medication. So some ways that we can prevent this and decrease exposure is have a conversation with the resident prior to preparing their medications, um, either by phone or from the doorway to see if they are ready for the medications and if they need any of their PRN medications at that time. You're gonna to want to gather all the supplies prior to entering their room. Nothing should be placed on the bedside stand, table, or bed without a barrier. 
items that will be returned to the cart need to be cleansed prior to placing it back into the cart. And remember to also clean the top of the cart because it may be contaminated. Thank you, Sue. Yes, and I will never forget those times as a new nurse that putting on and taking off personal protective equipment multiple times because I forgot something. It takes planning and practice getting it right. You're absolutely right. And as nurses, we sometimes get so busy and rushed that we forget to slow down and take a minute or two to think about those steps needed to practice safe inspection control in different scenarios. As professional nurses, we also need to be aware of the advances in safe practices and take advantage of educational resources available to us. Gordon, can you talk about staff self-awareness and education as it relates to infection control? And what are some of the tasks or things that staff can do to minimize the potential for exposure or contamination? Sure, Nina. A good place to start is with the CDC. Uh, on their website, they have infection preventionist modules, which are a great resource. There's a lot of great information packed in there. Um, and the guidelines are changing almost constantly, especially with COVID-19, as we've seen. So it's important to stay on top of those changes. Next, you want to make, make sure you're familiar with your facility's policies and procedures and know where to locate the manual. Surveyors will ask questions about policies and procedures. And if you're not sure where to locate the manual or you're not sure what's in the manual, uh, you could end up with some F880 infection control tags on your survey. And we certainly don't want that. Next, we need to make sure that we know how to utilize the PPE that we're going to use. We need to know when to put it on, when it's appropriate to put it on, when it's appropriate to take it off, and how to properly put it on and take it off. If you have questions, you can always refer to your policy and procedure manual, and you can also ask your director of nursing. I've also seen some great videos on sources like YouTube for donning and doffing PPE. And again, just make sure you're following your policies and procedures of your facility, and that includes for things like hygiene practice. If your facility policy is more stringent than your state guidelines, your surveyor will hold you to those more stringent policies. So it's really important to know what that policy states. We also need to be aware that specific boards of nursing may have criteria for nails and jewelry that we need to keep in mind. And then consider things like your cell phone or a handbag or any other item that you might take into the facility and then be taken back out. You know, how can we protect those items from transporting microorganisms to our homes and our families? I know some nurses place personal items in sealable bags when they're in the facility. And then once they get home, they have a specific area of their home that they'll go to where they can undress and head straight to the shower. I know I've done that myself. One other thing to be conscious of is the number of times that we touch our faces. We don't often realize how many times our hands are touching a contaminated surface and then we're reaching up and touching our nose or rubbing our eyes. I once watched a nurse lick her finger every time she wanted to turn a page. One last recommendation to consider would be all the items that you touch throughout your shift. If you're touching those items, then so are other staff members. So things like med carts, uh, narcotic lids, water pitchers, pill crushers, blood pressure equipment, glucometers, even a laptop and mouse. I could go on and on, the list is endless, but we just need to think about those frequently touched items and make sure that we're cleaning them often and always consider the surface contaminated. Thank you, Gordon. Those are really great recommendations. 
And thanks so much to you and to Sue for joining us today and sharing this valuable information with us. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Our ultimate goal at Omnicare is to provide support by educating your staff, helping to identify opportunities for improvement and keeping everyone safe. Daily tasks should be focused on decreasing the potential for contamination and the spread of this virus, as well as many other infectious diseases. The information that we've talked about today will help you accomplish this goal. Last, please note that our nurses cover the United States. Some information you may hear on our calls could be state specific, so be sure if you have questions, bring those to your DON or even your Omnicare clinical nurse consultant for clarification. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today for this podcast. We truly hope that you've learned something and look forward to having you tune in for additional podcasts in the future. If any of our listeners have questions regarding the information that we discussed today, please reach out to your clinical nurse consultant or account manager. If you're not familiar with or are interested in Omnicare's vast array of services, please contact us at elearning at omnicare.com. And have a great day. 